0: Log Talk Radio Boxes, boxes,
1: boxes. Boxes, is boxes. boxes.
2: Welcome to Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking boxing, boxing,
0: boxing, boxing, boxing.
1: Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live with this midweek preview. For the very first time, the host with the most it in for my man today, who's uh, apparently a little under the weather. And, you know, as all things go, when it comes to one gentleman being down, we never let a man stay down. We pick each other up. Lieutenant Dan says that or some shit like that on Forrest Gump, I believe. It's always been us. Those kind of war movies. We never leave a man behind. So I'm excited. Got the text today. And said, can somebody host? Not feeling too well, not in those exact words. And hey, before we did a full-time outsiders boxing podcast over here, we had the Willow and Woods World. we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff going on in the world on Wednesdays and then Sundays was the boxing show. So Obviously, I was excited to be the type of uh, host to put it down in a preview type of perspective instead of covering what's already in the past from happening. So, gladly able to step into the captain's seat and try to do my best service as I can, subbing in for Willow the King, my main man. Um, hot summertime on this 31st of July. Yeah, got me chilling in the crib right now. Uh, AC going, just uh, uh, going through everything that's been uh, leading up to the weekend, which is a, a different type of role for me. Now, <laughs> now I wear many caps, so it was not a difficult task to come here and do this. But the difficult part will be to fill these shoes. So, you know, um, normally. When I come on the show, it's uh we we have uh yet to decide on a a time. I I voted for nine in the a.m., which I know Willa would would probably hit the uh, crowd laughing at me right now. But if we could do the old school way, God damn it, I'm with it. But right now, it's a whole different kind of vibe. I've um, gotten through half of the week, just hitting in getting in stride right now, getting ready to get in gear. Farmers Market tomorrow in town, that's when the hunting goes down. Tiger in tall (laughs) grass. I can't wait. Um, But no, man, it's been a, um, a hectic month for boxing, to say the least. There's been a whole lot going on. There's been, I mean, damn near everything. And when the sport turns into a treat for some, when there's no basketball, no football, And baseball is what you got going from the primary standpoint on a day-to-day basis. Man, this one really does turn into a treat. And it's good to be uh, talking about boxing here with everybody today. A couple things going on that I'll give a quick rundown since we will be previewing. We're going to talk about the PBC that will be on Fox. Not FS1, on regular Fox. That will be Adam Kawanaki against Chris Areola. Uh We'll be talking about that fight, plus the undercard that's going to be with Marcus Brown and Jean Pascal. Only Jean I'm worried about is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, also on the rundown, we got Michael Collins against Diego Alberto Ruiz in the featherweight for the WBO-WBA Intercontinental featherweight titles. That'll be on ESPN+ pretty dope little scenery that they got that going on at Falls Park over in Belfast. Nice little setup. I found that kind of interesting. Looks pretty dope. Um, And also going to talk about uh, Jaime Munguia with Jesse Vargas that is in the works to be set for the September 14th date in the Mexican versus Mexican showdown for the Super WBO title on the date that Canelo was supposed to have. So Uh, We got everybody here with us. I gave y'all a quick rundown. And let's take it to my man Willow. We'll go to JP and we'll swing it to Janelle and see how everything is going. Uh, But before I can do that, I just have to do one thing. Because we weren't able to talk about um, the happenings. And I just want to give a shout out to my good friend Jose Ramirez for his victorious output that he put on the zone. And I'm telling you right now, the entire Central California district is, is just bumping this right now. Stand up, Central California. We got a champ champ over here now. And he only getting better.
2: That's right. Rousey, year.
1: <laughs> yeah ladies and gentlemen I want to give a shout out to my buddy Jose And say let's keep it going champ We're going to be here for the support The culture, the land And when we got something going on Big out here We go heart, body, karate Yes sir Record scratch Anywho I want to take it to my friends I don't call them co they're friends to me These are my boys, and we're going to talk about these happenings that's going on in boxing coming up for the week. First and foremost, before I ask about that with Willa, I want to make sure that he's getting better and well-resting and recovering himself to the fullest uh, extent to get himself back to 100% acclimated as possible. Willa from Houston, Texas, my good friend, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, man, slow boogie tonight, man. Uh... Yeah, like you said, I ain't really feeling too good. I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm just chilling, man. So decided to let let somebody else take over. Glad you were able to take over, man. Give a give us that energy that we need because uh, my energy level is, is pretty low. Uh, shout out to Ramirez. That was a great win, man. He proved me wrong. Hit my man Hooker with that that left hook, then hit him with a right. Put him to sleep on the ropes. Um, you know, excellent fight. I had it you know, I think I had it a tie I had, I had it I think I had it even going into that round. But I could tell that Ramirez was getting closer and closer and it, it really wasn't looking too good for Hooker, man. Even though Hooker was hitting him with some shots, I think Hooker might even hurt him maybe once or twice, but boy, Ramirez is a real deal. So oh, yeah. shout out to Central California. Um I know y'all are hype out there. Like you said, y'all got a champ, champ, y'all gotta y'all gotta unify the big dog out there now, so so yeah, man. Uh, ready to talk these little fights we got up. I looked at the schedule. There's, like, there's a 1,000 fights on Friday, all kinds of uh, up-and-comers. It, when I looked at it, it might have been, like, five or six little cards going on on Friday. I didn't know any of the people, but it's a lot of boxing going on, but not the biggest names.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's hard to keep Uh to To try to bring up some of these fights where these guys haven't really had uh, much of exposure. And it's like, so what do you think about this fight? Well, I've never seen him. It. I mean, it's kind of a uh, a little bit of dead energy sometimes. But um, l- let's talk real quick about your experience out there because you were in the building and appreciate the congratulatories and all that because um, it was a big deal for all of us out here. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I, you said you missed out on uh, leaving the phone in the car or something like that. I mean, how was uh, the the whole experience that you had out there in Arlington? Cuz uh it looked like it, was, it looked like it's pretty lit
2: out there. Yeah, man, uh had it at UT Arlington, man. It was a little small venue, a little smaller venue. Um it was sort of it was probably like 70, 80% filled. 60 40 percent for uh, you know, hooker had mo- had a, had most of the fans, but uh, Ramirez had a lot of fans in there, also, man. You know, uh, if y'all saw the fight, hooker came into a, a Texas classic, uh, a Dallas, it's really Dallas's number one, uh, like you know, everybody's got their song, Dallas song, uh, I think it's like uh, Southside the Realist. So he came in, everybody was hyped. I don't know if y'all got to hear that on, on the, uh, on the TV, but everybody was singing the song. He was singing it when he came in, everybody was hype. Um, a lot of le- it, 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 was, it was very electric in there until he went to sleep. Everybody. Then it cleared out quick. Like I've never seen it clear out so quick in my life, man. I feel sorry for Hooker. He was, he was hype in there. hometown. Looked like he wanted to cry afterwards, man, but it was a good little, it was a good match. Um, uh, Matchroom they hooked us up with the little credentials And stuff but I was with my family so I really didn't do too much Moving around and I didn't And like I said I my phone was dead So I had to leave my phone in the car to let it Charge um, and then I never Really made it back Damn. out to get it so So yeah man But it was, good. it was good it was a good little event Man they had a good one uh, The rest of the car was whack um, Tevin Farmer was trash uh, I forgot who the guy who the guy, well, not Tevin Farmer is trash, but the fight was trash. And the fight before that I think was pretty weak too. But it was, you know, the card, the whole card was sort of whack, but it ended with a good, you know, those guys, I think it was six rounds, seven rounds oh, man. Uh, championship yeah, fight. Man. So, yeah. I,
1: I I was wondering how the crowd was in uh, the fight before that, because that was, uh, um, what was it, Tremaine uh, Williams and Yafael Vicente? That was a dirty-ass fight, man. I mean, i I never seen a fight through. I was like, it was kind of dreadful to watch where it should have been. Uh, I mean, Vicente should have been disqualified
2: probably twice. Yeah, with all the uh, ball well, shots. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Lawrence doing Cole ball shots, kidnapped there, man. Yeah. yeah. So It was ridiculous, man, ridiculous. But
2: we'll leave that for another time. Um, uh, Mighty uh, Mike. Um, Mighty Mike. Might, might. What was his name? Mighty Midget. There we go. Mighty Midget. Oh, I thought yeah. he looked real good. Hey. He looked real good yeah. for, like, a second, and then he started getting worked by Vicente. Even though Vicente was using them dirty-ass tricks, he was starting to work his ass at the end. It was really, oh, you know, man. it was really – the build-up was lackluster, man. Yeah.
1: But the fight, the, 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 the main part was great. They were hyping him – they were hyping up uh, – they were hyping up when it was very high, like, as far as um, – they said last year was the uh, – Tiafimo Lopez being the, the can't-miss prospect, and they were putting Tremaine Williams on that same level as uh, as far as this year. I, I, I don't know. He looked like a B-plus at the most. A B player, though, for sure, when it came to – I don't know. He just didn't have that dog in him. Like, if someone's going to be doing some dirty shit to me, I'm not going to be crying to the ref or, or just kind of no-selling. Like, you got to get – you got to throw some dirty shit back. But he still picked up the win nonetheless. But, um, yeah, that was a dreadful fight to watch. The, the undercards were uh, not the greatest of uh, –
2: of a fight how, uh, how long was the uh would you drive out there Willow or what Yeah uh yeah I was uh but I was at work so I I only had like a two two hour drive I was out in the country so I just met my brother and my old man up there wasn't that big drive
1: oh, Okay all right all right And uh that was uh, your brother's uh was it his birthday weekend or something like that I, I believe I heard you say on the <coughs> on the uh on the show this last uh this last preview show you had on Wednesday?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was his birthday that Wednesday before. So yeah, usually seems like the last couple of years we've been there's been a fight that weekend. So last year we were at the Staples Center. Uh, that's when we met yeah. up with y'all uh met up with you and then uh this year oh, yeah, we were yeah. out here. Yeah.
1: That's what's up, that's what's up, right? Like, shout out to Brother Wilson, man. And uh yeah, that that it was right around that time. I seen the memories coming around from last year, yeah, so time flies, man, but All right, well, let's take it to JP and then go to Janelle and get this whole preview started up because, I mean, some pretty interesting plays to talk about. Um, JP, Inglewood, where they always up to no good, the host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. What's going down, man? How you doing, bro? Shit, hump day.
0: Hump day, baby. Always like this day.
1: Yeah. When you
0: talked about, you know, making it through the midweek, It reminded me me of I think it was a guy Geico commercial with The camel and he said hump day right We all loved that Then Uh I think we all that led me To thinking and I think we also All loved The Budweiser frogs right Budweiser We all loved them (laughs) For everybody Then I started thinking like damn I also loved them damn Coca-Cola Polar bears So Taking, you're taking it back
1: now.
0: I'm taking it back. For the for the people out there listening that maybe you're in the commercial biz, we fucking love animated animals. I think that's works. So that's what I came to discover with all that. But last weekend, Hooker, you know, Willis said the Texas boys and the Souls Cali boys how to do it, how to take out a Ramirez. And he Definitely. fell short. I I felt I felt let down. I felt Black America, you know, took a step back. It was like watching LeBron miss a dunk. You know what I mean? But Hooker never seemed to really wow. settle in. Never seemed to get his feet solid on the ground. He didn't really know what to do. You know, didn't really know what he wanted to do. And those dudes find them, a guy like Hooker finds himself. Okay, uh, I want to stick to the jab, then I'm brawling. You know, this is like a Robert Easter. And, dude, if you Mm -hmm. don't know what the fuck, who you are and what you do, you are just going to be somewhere in the middle and not doing much. And that's what happened to Hooker. Willa, a resident animal. I won't say self-proclaimed because when the last time I said Willa's was a self-proclaimed animal, he checked me. He said, no, people have (laughs) called me an animal. (laughs) You know? Right now, my man I remember is that. over there sounding sounding feeble and fragile, meek, weak. I am one to really pile on when somebody's sick. It's a sign of weakness. And, um, you know, I usually when I do this, I'm sick the next fucking day. I usually get sick right after this shit. So oh, I man. have to do it too well. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, man, I, I'm in here talking shit, ready to rock and roll. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, when the, when when a fighter's there and don't know what he wants to do and you're fighting a guy who, I mean, there's no question about what Jose wants to do. He's just going to mm-hmm. throw punches in combination. And uh, he found himself in a hard place. But I do agree with Willa. Um, on my scorecard, I did have the fight even after the fourth round. But I had Jose taking the fifth round, and then the sixth round was just, that's all she wrote. Uh, it was an entertaining fight though. I thought that I thought that hooker was uh he might have been able to get into his uh comfort zone that third and fourth round, but you know you know jose well, got it some proves it him, about man. Ramirez. It proves Ramirez
0: is gonna take somebody who knows what the fuck they doing. And if you are gonna be the the quote unquote black slick fighter, you're gonna have to be good and slick and you're gonna have to have that fortitude in you. You're going to have to have guts, heart, because that boy ain't going stop. And he didn't look like he was ever uh, discouraged. He never slowed down. Even when Hooker was getting this shit off, when Hooker was – Now, one thing we learned, you can hit the motherfucker. You know, it wasn't like Hooker was having mm-hmm. a problem hitting him. But you got to be able to discourage him. And Hooker wasn't close to that. So it's going to take a lot no, to knock at, that kid off.
1: That's
0: a great point. No, you got it, R.C. It's on you.
1: That is, that is a great point. Um, I do agree with Willa in the fact that I did see Hooker hurt Ramirez to the body. I'm not sure if it was in the third or fourth round. I forget exactly what it was. But that's when Mexican style comes out in boxing. We've seen it with Andy Ruiz when he got knocked down by Joshua. He was definitely hurt, but he's just going to throw punches. And most dudes don't really expect that. If you are if you got a guy hurt, it's probably the last thing you expect is for someone to go, to go as hard as, like, Andrew Ruiz went and, like, uh, Jose Ramirez went. It's, it definitely throws you off your, off your game plan. But, I mean, a hell of a fight, man. That was a, I mean, you know, it's was it it's been crazy out here ever since. And everybody, um, you know, Jose's a big deal out here. He's always around here with the people and shit. So, it just, uh, it, it was a great fight, man. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad that they can make something like to zone and Top Rank. You know, because it was co-promoted. <laughs> so hats off to both both guys and both promotions for getting a fight like that done. Now all we got to wait for is Regis Progras and Josh Taylor. And if we can get Regis Progras, that fight's going to be crazy for all the belts at 140. Um, now, then,
0: speaking of Progras,
1: let me jump in. Does anybody know what a
0: Rougarou is? Does anybody know what Rougarou. that is? Because, it, you know, that uh, Progras... Uh, Alias Now I'm a huge nerd Of a particular thing And that particular thing is a Rougarou
1: Do you guys know what that is? I've seen that when I looked at his name But I do not know what that is And didn't look into it JP So if you could please explain to our listeners Who don't know just like me and (laughs) Willis A Rougarou Is the same thing
0: you might hear Somewhere in the south called a Hank This thing has a lot of names Um a Yeti, but a Sasquatch, but a Rougarou is a Bigfoot. A Rougarou uh-huh. is a Bigfoot. So, yeah, and I'm a fucking Bigfoot nerd. We'll talk about that later.
1: So you be late night coast to right. coast.
2: <laughs> you talking about coast to
1: coast AM, Willa?
2: Yeah, that's what JP be on that coast to coast listening to uh, Sasquatch stories. I
0: listen no, to uh, Sasquatch No of, that's <laughs> what it is actually but it's Sasquatch Chronicles y'all got to listen to that podcast Sasquatch Chronicles Bigfoot is an awesome species you should really get on board
1: Oh man I'm with you on that bro I'm actually on the uh, Coast to Coast AM podcast listening to George Noy every chance I could get to just blow some time off But um yeah man definitely uh uh I didn't know that, so thank you. We learn something new every day here, even at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. You learn something outside of boxing. So here's the big question, folks. If we go to this next man, will he be knowing what's going on right now? I sure hope so. Well, uh, let's take it to Janelle and see what's going down on the East Coast and how everything's going. Janelle. Now Talk to it's me. just uh, it's just a midweek show. I know it's a little different than us wrapping up everything, but you hear us talking about the Ramirez fight that just happened with Hooker. I don't know if you've seen, but if you got any comments on that, our show would like to hear it. Cause uh, I mean, it's been a it's been a celebration for the last I don't know how many hours, but it's been
2: crazy out here. What's going down with you? Uh, fam? Yeah. oh yeah, it was definitely a good fight. Um, it was a close fight until the knockout came. I mean, much props, much props to Ramirez. I mean. I mean, he put it on a, a vicious, wicked knockout. Um, I'm glad the fight was stopped. You know, guys getting hurt lately, a few boxers dying. It's like, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to save these athletes now. Dude. I mean, hey, these combat sports are serious, man. But uh, it was definitely a really good fight. Definitely a good fight. Um, Talking about the farmer. Didn't farmer call Davis or whatever? Um. I don't know what the say hey, yeah, about that. Yeah, that. That,
1: that, that Frenchman, yeah, that Frenchman was pretty tough, man. I ain't really got – I mean, on my notes for that one, you know, I just thought that the Frenchman took, like, the last two rounds, really. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. The, the, the Frenchman was – I guess you could call it easy work. I but think Davis stretches easy. him,
2: honestly. I think Davis stretches Farmer if that fight yep. happens. I think <laughs> Davis puts yeah. him out. I think Davis is uh, – Can Davis beat Bertil, though? Well, Davis needs to step up his comp if you ask me. He needs to step up his comp because uh, I mean, uh, he needs to step up his. Oh man! Yeah. I think last show we spoke about this. Last show we spoke about this. I want to see Davis stop being shield. Stop being. I know they just grooming him and all, but I mean, it comes a time we you gotta uh, test the waters and see what you're really made of. I'm not saying put him in there with Gary Russell Jr. or uh, move up and fight Lomachenko because I think those guys actually would. I'll ruin his confidence. But step it up a bit man. you know what I mean fight somebody more credible. That's so funny. Dude.
1: Their division is loaded. It's crazy loaded. <laughs> it's crazy loaded down there,
2: man. They got so much ridiculous. Man.
0: He better not fuck with Burchell.
1: He better fuck
2: oh. with Jerry <laughs> Jr. if you ask me.
1: <laughs> See man, that's the thing too. Tank Davis I mean, this is Tank Davis fight was uh, a little bit before the Ramirez fight, I think, something like that. But, man, when I listened to the preview show, you guys did a great show, by the way, fellas. I mean, I, I was just, like, Tate Davis just, I, I don't know why he's still fighting these bums, man. Like, and no disrespect, but, you know. <laughs> nah, disrespect. It is what it man. is. It's got to be
2: disrespect. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? It, 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 I it is grooming. what it is. I mean, they grooming the kid is what it is, you know what I'm saying? A lot of fighters, you know what I'm saying? A need room, they need more time to work on things before you put them in there with stiff, solid comp. I mean, that's understandable, but you could test the waters a tad bit, man. You could test the waters and see what your guy really got. You know yeah, and mean? you know
1: what, Janelle? When I was listening to the show and I heard your comments last week, I got a little worried for Javante Davis because you said, you know, a guy from the hood who's getting a, a good amount of money, he might be comfortable right now with these kind of fights. That got me a little worried. Because um, when I that see Javante Davis, with Canelo,
2: a uh, back with Canelo one fifty four,
1: but you know you what know the what difference I mean? is though, when when Canelo Listen to his his guy that that is his mentor Oscar De La Hoya, he actually listens to him. When I see Javante Davis get instructions from Floyd Mayweather before the fight happened, Javante Davis to me, in my personal opinion, looks like he's just like, man, shut up, dude. Like I know he's what the I'm about. Yeah, and especially in the press conferences, it's like, where it's like I was saying, on yeah. the mic talking. Yeah, I, I don't you know, saying. man. Floyd, Floyd just looks like. I mean, even when it's at the press conference and Floyd's talking, it seems like Javante's just right there chewing his gum, like, damn, bro, just, well, just go sit down and have a drink." talking, but you know, go ahead, JP. Gavante been pretty vocal
0: over the over the past couple of years on Twitter, at least, about his relationship well, he, with Floyd. So that. That's, that relationship with them two dudes is definitely strained. But
2: oh, to, yeah.
0: uh, piggyback on what R.C. is saying, I think it's better than it was. You know, what you see now, I, I remember uh, a tweet from Gravante basically implying, I, I can't give anything verbatim, but the implication was that Mayweather is just trying to piggyback off of him. You know, and Gravante seemed really annoyed, and it didn't seem like, it seemed like Mayweather was too forefront. And you can now see Mayweather making a conscious effort to make it all about Gervonta. And that's what you're seeing. And I call that maturity for Floyd. Floyd has been further removed Mm -hmm. from the ring at this point. He's further removed. And Floyd had to learn to transition mentally from being in the limelight to giving the limelight. And that's what you see Floyd doing right now, man. And I've seen it. It's pretty apparent. And it looks like Floyd's making a conscious effort to put Gravante on a pedestal. And it's like I said Mm -hmm. in in last show also, that that Mayweather stamp, that Mayweather stamp. And Mayweather said, man, i seen this dude fight. Broner brought him to my my gym a few years back. And I said, this dude is special. You know, and you don't hear Floyd giving people these kudos like that, man. There's two dudes that got that Mayweather stamp. That's Spence, that's Spence, and that's Gravante. And... As of now, it, it, this can change, allow me to change in the future. But right now the Mayweather stamp mm-hmm. is one hundred percent official.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, I can see what you're saying, well, but like we mentioned on the like you mentioned on the last show, as long as David uh listened to him because like I said, a burner at, uh burner when he's at one thirty, if he would have listened to Floyd back then, you know, he would still be relevant right now in boxing and see if the lighter weight. No, yeah, Broner. I don't know,
1: man. Moved. I don't know. If, 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 listen, if, if Davis Floyd do done no, no, listen, no, listen,
2: listen, 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 If, if Davis do what Broner did, and did his own thing, and not and stopped dieting and and moving weight so fast, he would suffer some back to back losses as well. If he moves up and weight fast the way Brona did at twenty four, he jumped up to already to what one forty seven. I was thinking he could overpower those guys and got beat up by Madonna. I mean, if Broner would have stayed at one thirty and just uh, kept dieting, kept working off, kept grooming himself. You know, so Groner could have been very, very relevant right now in boxing, but he he fucked up his crush. Yeah. If Davis just, yeah. if Davis just so keep, I
1: get you. If Davis I, I got it, I, if, I know what you mean. He could have been, 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 he could have been, he could have been, but yeah, yeah. You know, he needed grooming. He, he needed grooming. He probably needed like like a time machine on. more than anybody else. But, you know, speaking on time, yeah. though, we got to get to these fights real quick before we start going on to another level. So let's right, talk about it. My bad, my uh, bad. My bad. Don't my worry, don't worry. <clears throat> out in your neck of the woods, Janelle We got a PBC fight coming up on Fox This one's going to be between the babyface Polish man Who's been getting a lot of love out there And in, NY, in, in, in especially out in Brooklyn We got our uh, uh, Adam Kawanaki against You know, Chris Areola Some game opposition on the other side But it will be Headlining PBC With the heavyweights Coming out there, doing their thing and I definitely expect to see some fireworks in this fight. I like the... Man, uh, Chris it's, it's a, a good matchup stylistically. It's a very good stylistic a- matchup. I mean,
2: Chris, I a- a- really like need to sit his ass down. He needs to sit his oh, ass he down, man. That's,
1: that's
2: <laughs> the best part about it. He definitely is yeah. going to take a seat. But, um, <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah. This one, um, it's going to be headlining coming on Fox this Saturday. So, um Probably the headline fight of the weekend, unless you're an Irish fella who's looking forward to the fight that we got speaking on coming afterwards. But um, I was looking at uh, at, at what had happened with the last fights that I've seen from Kawanaki. And he's definitely had some highlight reel material. You know, um, he's done some work. I believe uh, nine wins coming out. Of that area uh, in New York and he's been doing very good for himself and he's trying to get himself into the heavyweight mix uh, it was rumored that he was going to be in the mix for Anthony Joshua before it was given to Andrew Ruiz who knows what could have happened could have been a, a different side of the story from a different side of the world but neither here nor there Chris Areola, uh we've seen him and that big ass nose has's been broken so many times, breathing up all the <laughs> breathing up all the white man's air. and um you know i I like Chris Ariola for the simple fact that he he needs to sit down, but he's gonna still be able to be some opposition to give some highlight real worth material uh when it comes to a situation like this uh, should be pretty good um. I, I, I'm going to definitely check it out. It's going to be on free TV, so um, it's got a nice card coming on. Uh, a couple of uh, regulars that's been out there to give a little bit of no uh, notability, notoriety, I should say, with Curtis Stevens, uh, Heather the Heat Hardy, I am a fan of when it comes to women's boxing. Um, you're going to see a couple of people out there um, if you're in the building, but there will be the big man getting it down in NYC and big man in the big apple, so to speak. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be on the same side of this one, which uh, you know, (laughs) I don't think that there's going to be any kind of surprising uh, uh, shockers when it comes to upsets in this one, because what we've seen from Adam Kowanaki is he's done some work. The babyface has definitely had some assassin to him talking about his favorite shot is to the liver. I don't know if you want to use your favorite shot to the liver. You might get your hand stuck going in there with Ariola's big ass. But um, that's the main one this Sunday, folks, that will be on PBC on Fox. And I'm telling you, with PBC being on Fox, it's getting some big viewership uh, ratings coming from all sides of the spectrum. Uh, Willa, this fight right here seems like it's just a fight that's moving uh, the the – big young baby face assassin and Adam Kowanaki to get himself in the mix with some of those top five heavyweights that's out there. Cause this guy could definitely, he, he definitely got skills and he's got power. He's got pops He's got attention when it comes to the crowd. He seems like he could be a pretty good heavyweight, but he's not in the upper echelon as of right now. Um, is there any hope for Chris Ariel to, to pull uh, another upset? out of the boxing world in
2: twenty nineteen. Um, no. I don't think there's any chance for Ariola at all. Um he's coming off I guess he's coming off with two wins since uh getting slipped by Wilder in two thousand sixteen. He fought in two thousand eighteen against some guy nobody's heard of. He fought in uh two thousand nineteen in March. I think we saw that fight, TKO'd some guy uh that was seventeen and 0. Uh Karnacki is they're giving him a push. I know that. I know that uh he seems to be fighting that the Barclays yeah. every time every time they have it, they've got him somehow headlining a card. You know, PBC is known for these uh crazy cards where where guys that shouldn't be headlining are headliner, but they're usually on like Fox Sports or or um or something like that. They're not on Fox. So that that means they're really trying to give this guy a push, um, you know. Oh yeah. and this, all this butts in the and and
1: penitentiary gonna be watching this. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Everybody, everybody can watch this. So I don't know. I, you know, this guy Kornacki. I don't know if he's that good. He, he beat uh his last fight. He beat Jer, uh, Gerald Washington. Uh, he beat your boy Charles Martin. He's been TKing over That's everybody except except Charles Martin. Yeah. So to have a good fight with Charles Martin means you probably. Probably ain't that good. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be – I mean, I'll watch it, of course. It'll be on free TV, easy to cut it on. But I'm not hyped for this at all. I really don't understand what's going on with this fight and why it's a headliner fight. But I guess when you've got a lot of – when PBC, you've got to fill in. When you've got a lot of uh, a, a lot of stuff to fill in, you just got to put, put fights where, where they make sense. And I guess this makes sense, man. Like you said, Kanaki, they're trying to push him up. You know he, he fought Spilka, Charles Martin, Gerald Washington. So he's fighting those B minus C level fighters now, trying to get uh-huh. on his way up on the come up. So, uh, you know PBC they've got they got both the, they've got all the belts right. Um, yeah PBC has all the belts. So maybe yep. you know if everything goes right he might be able to you know get him a taste of that. So he'll probably get the 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 knockout win. Well no I don't think he'll be a knockout. This would probably go to the It'll probably go to the cards. Chris Ariola, I don't see him just getting knocked out. If he couldn't knock out Charles Martin, he's probably not gonna be able to knock out uh Chris Ariola. So I'm seeing this uh yeah, probably unanimous, easy work for uh for Kanaki. Let's see, uh RC got cut off. Let me bring him back on. Oh, there you go, Mayor. Yeah, yeah. All
1: uh, right, yeah, something about that coming out. It's definitely not a, a fight that uh of any magnitude. They're just trying to uh uh push the Polish man through the baby face. And, uh, you know, they want to get him in the mix. So I see what it is. It's some good competition. He's got so, skill. Him
2: versus Ruiz would be a good fight, I would think. That might be, even though Ruiz would probably knock him out. Oh yeah. It seems like they're on the same type of level. Ruiz probably got a little more power. But they both got hands. They both got boxing skills. They're both uh, Larry Holmes type bodies, flabby and sick. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, they're pushing them. I see why. I mean we all know why they're pushing them but you know I won't say exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be the the uh um, fight of
1: the most notoriety this weekend and for for reason that why they're putting them on the regular Fox and PBC will be taking over airwaves all over the world for everybody to be able to check out whether you got cable or you on the bunny ears. So uh I see what they're doing and I know what they're trying to do and who knows if, if uh Let's say Ruiz uh, just put some work on Joshua again. Then you got all in-house money to play with when it comes with, with PBC um, to set up whatever you want to set up. Shit, they could throw him in there with Wilder. He's uh, uh, in, been in in contact with Wilder and things of that nature. So I see what they're trying to do. And, um, you know, when it comes to heavyweights, it's, it's always going to be fun to see some guy, big guys throw bombs and, instead of some you know, just rabbit punching type of shit we're going to see from the lower division. Uh, JP, this fight really, uh, I know we're all probably going to be on the same side of it unless we had a a caller from uh, a um, a biased Mexican who's going to think the Ariel will pull off the upset. But, uh, JP, uh, we've seen some some pretty good performances by Adam Kornacki. What, uh, what is your thoughts on this man and his potential that he could possibly have moving forward in the heavyweight division against the up echelon fighters that are there?
0: I like Kornacki. I like him. He, he got skills. And like Willis said, kind of a similar style <clears throat> to Andy Ruiz. Chris Ariola, you know, born again, just when you think he's gone, but he's so, he's, if he could be Andy Ruiz, he's better at being the Mexican heavyweight. Chris Ariola and and that's it's pretty tough, though. Imagine if this guy has some big tit-having um, office assistant, and she's like, good morning, Mr. Ariola. that got to be tough to keep a straight face every morning. You know <laughs> what I mean? Got to be tough not to cross that line. But I like – Chris Areola's like whole bravado You know he's like the, He's Kind of got a badass Mexican Thing to him like you know Tats fuck it I, I drink Lots of beer you know fuck it And I throw down um, But when it comes To like what you're going to do with Koranaki, Koranaki needs to be the white Heavyweight so Somebody's going to be rid of now It's going to be Ariola because he's already Been left for dead But the next step is Kornaki, and we talked about this is somebody you can use with Wilder. Here's the thing about matching guys up with Wilder. Look who, who PBC has matched up with Wilder. Basically, guys they're willing to get rid of, like Luis Ortiz. He has no fan follow, zero. You know, Like uh, Brazil, no fan follow, zero. Kornaki, on the other hand, if you can keep bringing him through the ranks and gain his notoriety, There's a big push behind that guy already in New York. They have a big Polish population who comes out to support when he's fought in MSG. So I like Kornaki to go in and uh, I almost feel like this fight is a showcase. I bet I probably bet that Chris probably Mm -hmm. hasn't had a full training camp. This is a, a, a known Boxing heavyweight name if you've been Around the boxing scene for the past 10 years and when, You know you can argue that Chris Ariola has been one of The bigger names in, in the past 10 years in the heavyweight division You know this is a known Franchise name I wouldn't say a franchise But you, this guy definitely had A lot of momentum behind him at a point point. <clears throat> and Bermain Stavern Came and derailed that no it wasn't Bermain Stavern? was that Bermain Stavern? Not sure but um, yeah, I I think this will be a showcase for Koronaki, and he'd be able oh, to go ahead and
2: Klitschko. Huh? Yeah, Klitschko was his first L. It was Klitschko that, that yeah, I think it was Vitaly. Oh, okay. Vitaly was the one that actually knocked him out first, or beat him or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, he ain't on that level, and I don't believe Koronaki is either. But Kornaki, to me is a guy that can, if you can, you know, he can fight just about all these guys. But the thing about matching a dude up With Wilder is Wilder can Blow you fucking out You know like it's different when a guy Beats you by decision or Maybe even gets a TKO Wilder might you know Wilder Does spectacular knockouts with your ass So you always Gotta watch out matching a guy up against him Because them type of losses are hard to take
1: Yeah they definitely are And I can definitely see Konaki being a, A fighter who it would be willing to step into that that danger zone where it's fight or flight <laughs> and uh it could hey it could be some some high-light material for uh, uh, Wilder and this this new separation of the heavyweight division with the recent loss of uh, Anthony Joshua. Uh Janelle uh, Adam Kowanaki has you know he's been he's been doing some He's been having some progress. He's been having a, a good following and some good showing. Uh, the fight with uh, Charles Martin probably didn't go as well as he expected, but, um, you know, nonetheless, picking up a W in a, in a, in a fan-friendly type of affair, and when you're, you have a fighter who's in, uh, a fan-friendly type fighter, and when you're a heavyweight type fighter, you're definitely going to be able to make some waves. Uh, this fight's going on Saturday. What do you think about this one against? the, you know, savvy if you want to call it that, Chris Ariola.
2: I think Ariola gets stopped. I really believe he gets stopped. I mean I mean uh I think Ariola's well over the hill. He's been over the hill a long time now. Um I just don't think he has anything left. I don't think he has anything left to fight with anybody that to to could bring any kind of firepower at heavyweight. And uh he gets stopped. He gets stopped inside six rounds. Inside stick. Okay.
1: Okay, we got that. I'm yeah.
2: yeah. Yo, go ahead, you know. Finish your finish your saying. Go ahead. Well basically he's a husband at this point. At this point he's a husband.
1: Ouch, 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 ouch. Harsh words, harsh words, but not wrong words. And uh, you know, we all know about Chris Ariella being at the taco truck before fights a little too often. And um, you know, Mexican style can only get you so far, and uh, <laughs> you know Chris Ariella, um, If you're going to be willing to exchange with this guy, it could be very bad. Um, you know, we know the fight with Wilder. You know, he just he got pummeled with a broken nose to to the point of no avail. And uh, but when it comes to this little pudgy Polish man, he might be able to sneak him into a worse of a stoppage when it comes to that. So I think that. We're going to see this one going in about um, I, I, I can't see it going any further than eight rounds when it comes down to it, but the the whole thing about it is, yes, it is a showcase. Yes, there will be fireworks, but the big question is what will be down the road for Adam Koanaki 'cause because there's definitely going to be some dancing partners who's going to be uh, available when it comes to in-house money and what are these guys are going to do next. So um, it's more so of the uncertain future for a guy that they're pushing who could be uh, a, a a solid A-side opposition for maybe if he fights Deontay Wilder, maybe if he gets in a fight with Andrew Ruiz. So we'll see what these guys got going on moving forward. Um, but moving along to the other side of that one, which will be on ESPN Plus, uh, we're, we're going to have, you know, Patty's boy. I don't know if Patty's going to have the – uh cocoa butter out as much as he's had for um other fighters from his area when it comes to the the Irish folks uh but you know they're they're, they're building this one up to be um tougher than expected when it comes to the uh, opposition of Diego Alberto Ruiz who's uh been looking pretty good for himself um <clears throat> The Argentinian opponent, who's won 21 of his last of his uh oh, of his 23 professional bouts, winner is going to be taking the WBA WBO Intercontinental Featherweight title, and uh I was I was looking up about it from uh I believe the uh, the Twitter handle. Let me see uh, uh, the Felipe Belfast. It was um I mean it's going to be one of those kind of just different events when you see the scenery of things, when it's gonna be at the Falls Park um over in Belfast on Saturday. Outdoor area, very rural looking, but the it looks like they're gonna be out there watching a, a, a outdoor high school football game type of event. And we've seen we've seen uh young Michael Conlin have some good showings. Um he definitely has uh a a following in his own and, uh, um, you know, the, 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 they're saying that it's going to be the toughest fight of his career going against the tough Argentinian. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. We're talking about a um, fighter in the 2016 Olympic Games who's been doing very well for himself. And uh, I want to almost call this on a showcase because I'm not so sure if I'm buying the uh, hype of, a, of a, a fighter who's, you know, got – 21 dubs out of 23, but I'm looking forward to see the scenery of all this, and uh, I'm still paying for my ESPN Plus uh, accidentally that I just found out this last weekend, so why the hell not if I'm going to check this one out, but it looks like it's going to be pretty dope, and uh, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of names that will be coming out the way for the winner of this fight, and um, I, I like what I've seen from Michael Conlon, just the little guys who are on some pretty heavy bombs uh but well it, I, I sent you guys the link for this one and um as the, the more i read into it the more intrigued i got for this fight especially with the i'm a fan for when it comes to uh uh, uh odd different sceneries especially when it comes to some sort of outdoor event and such like that and plus we know that michael collins is a guy who could get somebody out of there with some the quick work um, Hey, your thoughts that you have on this fight that's coming up on ESPN Plus this Saturday?
2: Oh, man, another fight that I'm not really sure if I'm that interested in. Michael Collin is a good fighter. Uh, I don't know too much about this Argentinian guy. But the setup you have, it does look, that's like that's what you would call a beautiful setup. You know, they got the, the rolling hills, the green hills in the background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Um, probably just... This is for some kind of, I guess this is some kind of intercontinental championship, like the Shawn Michaels or somebody. But I want to see this guy step up. We've been hearing, you know, like I said, this was one of Patty uh, Cronin's guys. This is a guy that we've been hearing about for a while, seeming like the past couple of years. But he's only what eleven and oh or ten and O or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he should he's coming up. Um, you know, hopefully this should be enough this easy work for this guy. Um, I think the last time we saw him, I'm trying to remember how he looked. If he looked that good, uh, I know he, he doesn't have a lot. He, I think he's like 50% knockout, like 11 uh, with six knockouts or something like that. So I'm not really sure about Michael Cullen. He, he's, you know, he's one of these Irish guys that's got a lot of boost, a lot of a lot of talk behind him, a, a whole country behind him. Um so we'll yeah, yeah. Um, probably uh,
1: remember his uh, remember his last fight? He, I'm sorry to cut you off, but remember his last fight? He uh I believe it was in New York for Saint Patrick's Day, and that's when Conor McGregor came out with him. So he got a little extra push by the big following of the notorious MMA Conor McGregor.
2: Yeah, it looks like he uh yeah, he had a unanimous decision against some guy. Yeah, I, I think I remember that. It was like maybe a Friday fight he came out. Uh, yeah, man, uh, mm-hmm. he's got the push. We'll see exactly what he can do, you know? Um, oh,
1: oh, oh, I, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. I know what it was. I just remembered. It was the day Jose Ramirez fought Amir Mom. And that should have been the main event because it was for the WBC's 2000 title fight where Ramirez picked up the green strap, which was vacant at the time. But then they showed the common fight after that. So that just goes to show you how big they're trying to push this little Irish guy.
2: Yeah, they're trying to push him for sure. Uh, Yeah, they're definitely trying to push him. So we'll see, you know, like I said, I'm not really that hype on this guy. We'll see exactly what he can do. Um, Intercontinental, that means nothing to me. That means he's trying to get his way over (laughs) here to the big dogs. So we'll see what's up, you know, just another showcase. They're trying to ESPN, the E stands for European, and they're not letting oh, us down man. with that. <laughs> I've phrase that plenty
1: of times. And the more and more times you say it, the more and more right I think you become. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm more interested in this fight for uh, the different scenery of an event because it does look dope. I like the way uh, it has its uh, – I'm curious just to watch it mostly for that because you know I know how they're I know how they're marketing this one and I see what they're trying to do. But um, JP Young Michael Collin, this guy. Now I know I'm pretty sure Patty Cronin could talk to us about somebody he fought when he was 10 years old. But from what I've seen, I'm with Will on this one. I want to see him step up. But I'm most uh, more excited to see if he can you know do so more than to get out of there with a decision when it comes to being in that area of Belfast where he's at. I'm pretty sure that the young Irishman is going to be hyped up fighting in that area with a lot of the fan base against the Argentinian guy who I'm not going to say nobody's worried about, but is not on um, the uh, spectrum of a, of an opposition who would be to put Michael Collin in any kind of danger. So um, could be a showcase. We're talking about intercontinental titles over here. So, um, what is your thoughts on what you've seen So far from Michael Collin and his young 11 fight career as a professional uh, The only Intercontinental champion I ever knew of Was Sean Michael
0: And he was in wrestling So I don't know about <laughs> no Intercontinental title <clears throat> I don't know about no intercontinental title But hey, Mr. Michael Collin is a
3: great champion. <laughs>
0: and, and was fucking had curly-ass blonde hair, which is vicious. Some i never seen another white boy with in life. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> damn, that's a trip. But, look, Michael Conlon, I really haven't paid much attention to just a hype beast at this point, and that's okay. But now he's about to enter OJP's radar. He's just hit the scene. The detectors are saying, "Okay, here's this guy. Pay attention to him." So, and that's where I'm at with him. And uh, I've been aware of him. I know the name. I've probably seen him here or there, but I haven't taken time out. I know he's a big kid, right? Is he the? He's the big kid,
1: or that could be he's, another. No, he's a, he's a smaller fighter. I believe uh, I'm pretty okay. sure he's at the. Uh, Featherweight division around there. Let me look that up. Well,
2: I know he's a small fighter, though. I mean, um, well, yeah, yeah, he he's was, a uh...
0: small dude, but like a big
2: dude. Yeah, no, anyway, nah, he's still so. Yeah, him. he's big. At, he's big for the. Yeah, he's still a young guy beating up little dudes at this point in time. Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. big, like how Shakur
0: Stevens looked to his competition. Yeah, and I think that's almost a fair equivalency so far. Is how uh, Shakur Stevenson kind of looks to his competition is how Collins been looking. But, you know, like, I like you said, the just some intercontinental, Yeah, yeah, there's some intercontinental shit, and in what I've just been made aware of is over there in that British thing, man, you get a lot of belts before you even get to this point. It's like uh, British Eastern blah, blah, blah champion, uh, central champion, regional champion. It's like they got a <laughs> lot of little yeah. stepping stones. Like a guy like Daniel Dubois, who's like 12 fights in, dude, he got a bunch of little British belts that we know nothing about. So for them, this is probably something. For us, like I said, the only
1: Intercontinental
0: champion I've ever known of was Shawn Michaels, and he did a leg kick. So that's all I got to (laughs) say about that.
1: (laughs) And the first ever Intercontinental champion being the good old Pat Patterson, (laughs) to take it back to the old school wrestler. (laughs) Uh, Partner of old Gerald Briscoe Janelle last time I was talking about Michael Conlon Was when I said why the fuck They got him main event in this show that they had When you just had the 2000 WBC title match Between Jose Ramirez and Amir Mom. They had Michael Conlon Against a guy nobody was worried about Headlining But just goes to show how much they're pushing this guy. And that was over at MSG. He took over uh, St. Patrick's Day last year, I believe, uh, coming out with uh, your boy Conor McGregor. Uh, I'm not so sure uh, too much about the opposition in this one. Uh, we're talking about IC titles over here. And, uh, it, and it just seems like they're going to you know, throw the guy another bone. And, uh, I mean, I'm over here talking about I'm excited for the fight just so I can watch a fight in a in a odd scenery when it comes to the outdoor events that will be over at the Falls Park in Belfast. Uh I'm sure you've seen Michael Carmen to a certain extent. I know Patty Cronin talked about him moons ago at O T G. Uh I wish I could get Irish Patty on right now. I I've been in contact with that guy, but he's uh he's very busy with his uh PC uh <laughs> tech life right now. Oh, you know sitting on the office and all that good shit. But your uh, thoughts about Michael Collins because I'm pretty sure the fight will be all in the same favor as we've had for, you know, pretty much most of the topics going on today. Uh, well, Michael Collins is going to be going down I mean, this Saturday. Um,
2: What's your thoughts on him? I was in Ireland uh, late last year, and people worship this guy as if he's going to be something great in the future, but, like, I don't really see anything great about him. I think he definitely walks through this fight pretty easily. Like you said, they basically throwing the guy a bone, but um, I mean, I mean, they got that breakthrough guy in Ireland, and they, everybody jumps on him. Everybody think that he's gonna be this next big thing. I'm waiting to see that materialize. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, I don't think it is as far as like being like one of the top guys, premier guys in his, in the sport. But over there, they think that this guy's gonna be destined for greatness. I mean, uh, this fight's gonna be a walk in the park.
1: I, will, you know I mean? but It'll be a literal part like that. <laughs> I, I'm just, I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, they got to step up the comp with the guy to see if it mean make you really be sold on him, you know? I'm like that with everybody. So I was like that even with Crawford. So, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got to see what this, yeah you know, I, a good level of opposition before I could definitely crown him as a, as if he's going to be something special. And I just don't see them this guy, honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh um, you know, little guy in the featherweight division, eleven wins, uh six by knockout. I mean, um I know that he definitely has uh, the, the the big backing and I knew you I, I knew you were out there in Ireland. I'm pretty sure you got a, a vibe of who's who's who and who's being yeah, they out have, there.
2: They have pictures of the guy everywhere you go. I mean, everywhere you—I mean, everywhere. But I was in Dublin. Everybody's like, everybody's talking about him. I added you just tournament over there, and I had a fight over there. And like, they had posters up with the guy, and this is a boxing, this is a boxer. But everybody's, yeah, you know, that's one thing you got to give props to the Europeans about, man. I mean, when they got that one guy, man, everybody just gravitates his behind him and they pushed the guy pretty well. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like the guy can have his own parade, and. And, and all of Ireland will be there, you know, but I don't think he's going to make that much noise here in America. Honestly, that's just me personally. I'm not jinxing him. I mean, I just got to see what more this kid got.
1: Yeah. No, I'll tell you on that one, man, i um, going against Diego Alberto Ruiz. Um, it seems it's fair opposition when it comes to the, 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 the spectrum of the record 21 and two, but he's only got 10 guys out of there when it comes to the stoppage. Um, uh, definitely picked up a win streak after suffering his last L, uh, getting himself about nine solid wins. So uh, a guy who they're saying is going to be the toughest competition of his career, but it's only been an 11-fight 11, uh, 11 career so far. So we'll see how that goes. Um, swinging into to other news, fellas, I'll start off with Will on this one because uh, um, if you would have asked me this question a year ago, I might have had a different answer. But, and that answer would have been for the Jaime Munguia fight that the looks like is going to be set up with Jesse Vargas. We all know Jesse Vargas has had himself some interesting moments in his career when it comes to the, I don't know if you want to call it smug or if you want to call it cocky or if you want to call it confident, fight that he had against Timothy Bradley where he stunned Timothy Bradley very, very, very hard. In the final round, which ended in a little bit of controversy when old man referee—I forget the exact name of this this old guy—but I haven't seen him around for good reason. Jesse Vargas thought he won a fight when he, he was clearly losing, and made himself a little bit of a name from that. Uh, I had a nice fight with uh, Adrian Broner last year, where that one made a little bit of a had a little bit of noise going on around it. But Jesse Vargas has been one of those Mexican guys who. is a a game fighter and it looks like it's going to be set up for the September 14th date in which Canelo as of right now will be vacating for reasons I'll let JP explain and we might have a Mexican versus Mexican face off for the Super Welterweight title in which Jaime Munguia holds at this particular point in time. Jaime Munguia and Jesse Vargas, it might go down. It sounds like it's. Uh, I don't want to sound like Chris Broussard right now, but I say it's. I, I got ninety ninety five percent that it's going down right now, from my sources. <laughs> but uh, well, if this fight happens, I would not give two shits about it. If we talked about it a year from now, um, I just I thought that Munger was a lot. Better from the performance I seen uh, against uh, World Kid, your boy Saddam Ali, but we found out he was just a bully at that. And now uh, we we we've talked about um, fighters who hadn't really gotten the proper when it comes to you know screw jobs and things like that. But the last time I seen Jaime Munguia fight against Dennis Hogan, shout out to that man. Big fan of that guy. He showed us wrinkles in Jaime Munguia's game that I just did not expect to see. Expected him to just continuously bully guy at this lower division of which he's not which he wasn't accustomedly he wasn't accustomedly involved in. Kinda of just got put out there. And now he's been holding it down at Super Welterweight. But fight he had had against Dennis Hogan really got me scratching my head and raising my skeptical eyebrow on how much skill Jaime Munguia actually has. Um, You know, I think that uh, that one ended in a majority decision if if I'm not mistaken. But now he's coming up against a guy like Jesse Vargas and Jesse Vargas he definitely has that. He's going to have a disadvantage when it comes to his 5'11 frame against a guy like Jaime Munguia when it comes to size. But I think Jesse Vargas could do some things that, you know, that Dennis Hogan was able to do, and he might do them a little bit better. Now, this fight's not completely in the books yet, but it seems like both parties are willing to work together. Jesse Vargas is already posting on it, and Jaime mcgee likes And I think that this one is going to be going down. It's been made available from two days before now. And an interesting fight, I think when we're talking about a Mexican versus a Mexican on September fourteenth. Uh your early thoughts on this fight uh being announced yet or not being announced but being brought to the public viewing two days before now, Willa. Man,
2: well, it makes sense. Like you said, you know, Canelo is uh withdrawn from his uh his usual September date, uh was that Mexican Independence Day. So what better mm-hmm. to have if you don't have don't have Canelo, you have a Mexican versus a Mexican American. One of the great wars, you know, for our brown people now. Ray Vargas, Bar- uh, not Ray Vargas. Vargas uh, is a um, Jesse Vargas. Yeah, Jesse Vargas is a welterweight. This is just another setup for Jaime Mungia to look great. His last couple of fights, he fought guys his size, and he didn't really look well—not even his size, but just little guys that were not welterweights. And he didn't look so great. Like I said, Dennis Hogan got the he got the majority decision. He fought the uh, the Asian guy Inouye. Uh He got the mm-hmm. unanimous. Um, but yeah, Vargas is probably gonna get manhandled in there. Vargas uh, is a little dude. Uh, you know, he like I said, he's been fighting welterweight for the last couple of years, so he's coming up. Um, Munguia is one of these guys. You know, they're not putting at this point in time they're not putting Hami Munguia in any kind of real you know any kind of real danger you know with him being what is he 21 let me see how Hami uh, Munguia he's is 22 be tw- years 22 old 22 at the latest yeah yeah he's 22 years old they're not you know golden boy knows what they're doing with this guy they're going to hold on to him as long as possible this is another setup be looking for the same t- the same way he did my guy Ali but Vargas probably do a little better. Than Ali Vargas, I think, is a little more game. He was standing there a little longer, but uh, it's just probably going to be another battery going on. But uh, you know, that's what <laughs> you know. That's what we like to see on Mexican Independence Day: some kind of a uh, beating. And that's what we're probably going to get with Jaime Mondia versus uh, this guy Jesse Vargas. Yeah,
1: yeah. You make a compelling case. That's for sure. Um, I, I don't know. I just question if, if Jesse can, you know, throw that overhand right. And I know he does pack a little bit of a pop where he was not able to land on some of those welterweights. They are a little quick, but Jaime Munguia has shown that, you know, he hasn't he hasn't shown that slickness to uh, be ev- evasive from some shots like that. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I definitely have Munguia as the favorite. But, you know, every time I see Jesse Vargas in a fight, it's just that guy, he has a little bit of uh, toughness that you can't teach and uh, definitely no quitting that guy. Uh, JP, this fight is definitely not official yet, but we have the works and we have everything being put in place. The T's are crossed, and it seems like we're just waiting for the I's to be dotted. Um, this early uh, preview of this fight for the Mexican Independence Day, which for some odd reason Canelo just can't find a fight, uh, What is your early take on this fight That was uh, brought to the public view By Jesse Vargas two days from now
0: Ah man I can't Isn't Jesse with PBC Yes he is now And Mungia is a golden boy right I don't see No I don't see it happening I don't see how it makes sense For PBC uh, like you said, you'd have to favor Munguia being the bigger guy, Vargas going up in weight. But Vargas is still very usable over here at PBC with all our welterweight inventory. So why go across the tracks to probably get beat up? I don't get it. Vargas got numerous fights over here. Numerous. You can rebound him with Keith. He can fight Broner again. He can fight Porter. I mean. The, the, the list goes on and on how, uh, yeah. how much How much you can use Vargas Over here being a Mexican fighter That does have some notoriety So if you're Al I cannot Understand how you do that uh, For McGee if they want to do it Sure we get to knock off one of Al's Guys and we assume His crowd you know how the old Adage goes uh, you beat the guy you Take his audience and You know for McGee Right now, his whole push is about gaining notoriety, making people aware of who Jaime mean, Mojia is and how better than to knock off a guy who probably has a little more cachet in the, with the Mexican crowd than him, but you know, uh, Jesse Vargas. You know, Jesse Vargas is a guy I like, seems like a good stand-up citizen, uh, seems like a regular dude who cares a lot about boxing. He used to be kind of a blue chip training out of the Mayweather gym. And uh, trained by Floyd right. Mayweather Sr. You know, so everybody, people know who Jesse Vargas is. He's been around the block a few times. Has a lot of respect in the game. So I'm sure for Mangia and Oscar and him, shit, yeah, come on, Jess. For sure, we'll do it. Especially on Mexican Independence Day, nothing else running on TV. For sure, let's do it. But uh, if you're out, this makes no business sense at all. And uh, I haven't seen Al make very many big mistakes as far as something like going to do a cross-promotion and having your guy, you know, not be paid. This ain't going to be a giant fight. And, you know, just to go over there and get beat up by a bigger guy across the track. So I do not see it happening. Speculation.
1: Yeah, I'm I, I still on that 100%. I, I echo each sentiment you said. But there's always that one thing. Like I said, uh when Jaime Munguia was in his last fight there, I don't know, JP, do you think there might be anybody who's, who's uh, uh, smelling blood in the water a little bit maybe, or or sensing a little bit of weakness in Munguia's game? Uh, you know, Dennis Hogan had a compelling qu- case that he won that fight. And I remember when me and Willa talked about it on the the wrap up show on Sunday, uh, I do not have my scorecard here with me, but I believe also that Dennis Hogan won that fight Uh I mean, I know he's a, a super welterweight, uh, a level above Jesse fighting that regular welterweight. But Jesse, from what comes to the uh, uh, stature, is not much different from Dennis Hogan. And I think that, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, do you think maybe Jesse might have seen some kinks in the armor or something like that for him to be able to try to, so, so to so speak, dare to be great against a big guy like Jaime Munguia?
0: That's possible. That's possible and Mungia looked at, you know, mad regular with the regular than the motherfucker. So sure, you good. know, he could have smelled some blood in the water, but I, I think you you you'd be asking Mungia at that point now to come in here and be the slick fighter. And I hate when a a fighter who's been fighting one way and been one <laughs> track minded comes out and all of a sudden thinks he's fighting a guy less athletic than him and becomes the boxer for the night. Now, we've seen guys like Lucas Matisse pull this shit off. You know, some of these dudes will pull it off every now and again. The dude who you used to see in boxing fighting a a less athletic fighter than him, and he's the boxer for the night. Happens all the time. But that's Mm -hmm. what Vargas would be doing, and I can't see him being good at that. I I think Vargas is a good boxer, but to be the slick dude, per se, because he's not going to be able to kind of put his head down and stand in the phone booth with Munguia. So, I you know, I just perceive him coming out and, you know, getting his Mayweather on, so to speak. But uh, you know, I just can't see it happen. I think it's pure speculation.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Janelle, we uh the Mexican versus Mexican fight that looks like it might be coming up into the works that was announced two days ago, uh, between Jaime Munguia and Jesse Vargas. Jesse Vargas posted, Jaime Munguia liked, both sides seem to be interested. Um, your thoughts on the early fight that will be coming September fourteenth between these two <laughs> Mexican fighters. It's actually
2: good for boxing, you know. Uh I like the action packed fights. Uh I think I think it's what boxing needs. When boxing needs more fights that's they gonna be action packed and, and both guys like to bring it. So hey, so make it happen. I don't see how can it hurt the sport. It's only good for the sport. You know Yeah, most definitely.
1: before we uh just close this one out here and uh and uh Get ready to get get the go-home call. I just want to put out what Jesse Vargas has posted since you had just said that right now, Janelle. Jesse Vargas posted on Instagram at Jesse Vargas, verified. This is a fight we're trying to make for the fight fans. A fight that would bring pure entertainment versus Jaime Munguia. And then he just repeats it in Spanish. So, you know, there's comments that say be careful what you wish for and things of that nature and you got this champ, blah, 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 blah. But it definitely would be an interesting fight to see and, you know, <laughs> fighter beware. Be, beware what you ask for when it comes to Jesse Vargas. Um, but we've got that uh, pretty much covered for the fights coming up this weekend, fellas. Um, there will be a couple fights coming on Friday. I will post on Twitter um, all the fights that will be coming on um, when it comes to the notoriety and uh, our, our fighters with the um, more so to prove than what we've uh, got to speak on right now uh, for the viewers or not viewers, but the listeners attendance, um I wouldn't, I wouldn't put out no dead air for you guys like that. So we'll put it out on the Twitter at Outsiders Boxing, and um, we'll we'll go from there. But as of now, I think that's all we've got for today, folks. Um, seven in here for Willa, and uh, you know, Hump Day as JP said. So I really don't know what I got going on here for the rest of the day uh, uh will uh yeah it's a little bit later out there for you Eight fourteen over here ten fourteen over there for you You're getting ready to recuperate my man and uh try and get better get some rest man that uh, is I, the only advice i could give for you what you got
2: planned for the rest oh of yeah the night for you yeah man i'm not i'm trying to i'm gonna try to eat something man i haven't been eating since yesterday so i'm gonna see if i can eat something and then you know, try to lay it oh, down, man. man. But uh, we do have some news that, uh, you know, talking about Canelo pushing his fight back. Looks like they're going to be, Uh-oh. looks like his next fight is going to be in October versus uh, Durbin Um, I guess that's for, that is, what is that? Dervin is a middleweight. He's a super middleweight, right? So I think that's for one of those belts that he's got. Um, So, unless. Yeah, unless moved
1: up. Because um, I know that's the uh, that's what him and Danny Jacobs was fighting for where Danny Jacobs tried yeah, to get middleweight yeah, up. Uh, yeah, he's uh, middleweight. Mm-hmm.
2: So I think he's a uh he's the um, IBF um mandatory. So I think that's what Canelo's gonna be doing October twenty sixth. Isn't that uh it's put tw- no, that's my son's birthday. I was like, is that how is that uh I thought that was Halloween, but no, that's my son's birthday. So yeah, October twenty sixth. Yeah, he'd be putting in some work against Dermanchinko out there in Las Vegas, that's what they're saying. So we don't have to wait too long, well, For cinnamon.
1: Well yeah, I wish it was on Halloween so he could come out dressed up like the hamburglar from McDonalds because, you know <laughs> he's been robbing a whole lot of people lately, but no, I'm I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But um if hey, if we could get Canelo coming out, uh Later than sooner You know I guess I'm with it Serbachenko, a guy People thought that Triple G was avoiding Seattle sign. I don't know We'll see it, it could it could be a good matchup If they could get that one going We'll, we'll have to check it out So if it happens Yeah I hope so uh, JP Any uh, Any um, Info on when we're going to be having the Relatively Hey we got time on podcast coming up? We got time oh,
2: He's been holding for a while Yeah My bad I wasn't paying well, attention. All right. Well, let's take it to
1: Simon and see what Conspiracy Brothers got for us. So, uh, Simon, to give a quick rundown of what we talked about to this time. I'm sure you've heard about, but um, the fight's coming up this weekend. Uh, Adam Konaki, Chris Areola. We got Conlon showing out. going to be in uh, a, a park in, in Ireland that will be on ESPN+, Plus, which I'm sure Patty will be rubby-rubby for. Um, and then the speculation about Jesse Vargas and Jaime Mongia getting a fight on. Your thoughts on any of those topics, or what you'd like to select to speak on, my friend? Well, uh,
3: you know, thank you for you know you know appreciate y'all letting me on. You know what I'm saying? You know, letting a brother on real quick. You know what I mean? But uh, sometimes <laughs> I feel like welcome, I'm. Bro. You know, Sometimes I feel like I'm sh- in these shackles, you know what I'm saying? But
2: uh no, nah, that was my fault time. I wasn't really paying attention to uh to the calls, dog. That was my bad. No, nah, I'm messing with y'all. All right.
3: Uh um as far as um you know, first off, shout out Jose Ramirez. Thank you for the making me look good, you know. I owe you a drink one day. You know, hopefully somebody close to Jose Ramirez can put that out to him, you know. Appreciate that. Um see what I could do. Kwanaki O Ariola. Um, I think Quanaki should win. I think this is a fight to make Quanaki look, be- you know, good and everything. But I'm not really big on Quanaki. You know, uh, you know, I don't think he has much power and everything. Um, you know, I remember the Martin fight where he came out really strong early. And then I think Martin started really beating him up late. And, um, you know, I just realized he can't really impose his will on his opponent. opponent. But, you know, he is busy, you know. And uh he is heavy, you know, and a heavy weight. But I don't know about his power, so you know, we we'll know we'll see how it, it should be it should be entertaining though. I will say that. Uh um, yeah,
1: for sure. Because you know they're Brian's, trying to push this guy to get same him to the under undercard Marcus, Marcus
3: Brown, uh, Gene Pascal. That should be a uh, good undercard. You know, Pascal came out and said he likes to beat up women. Talking about Brown and you know you know I, you know. up <laughs> <he, he, he, laughs> uh Rap sheet. I mean, Brown. Obviously, uh, you know. I'm, I'm not. You know. I'm not gonna say. I don't know all the details. I, I don't know. You know. Did he do it? Did he not? Well, all that stuff. But I do know that he keeps getting caught up with the same woman. And we know one thing. We all had that one dude that couldn't get over that one woman. You know what I'm saying? There we just go. You know, but you know, not saying it's true. Not saying it's not. You know, but
2: but so. That should be a in a too. bucket. Uh, hey, that's for a belt, but, right? Or is that for some kind of BS? That's not for a real belt. That's for Mandatory? Yeah.
3: I think it might be an interim mandatory, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah. Because Marcus Brown, the thing with Marcus Brown, Marcus Brown.
2: Brown is talented. And
3: he's a big, tall, rangy, light heavyweight. And it's like all the little charges and stuff he's getting into. It's like, man, bro, you're really messing it all up when you're supposed to be at that point where. You're really like trying to stack up belts and trying to fight some of these dudes, you know what I'm saying, but hey, that's on him, but um so yes yeah, so, you know good little card uh you know uh, I heard you talk about ba- uh vargas uh Mongia, you know um the thing is, if vargas can Vargas is a pretty tall dude for the weight class and everything if he can if he can settle in at fifty four and everything. And be able to take Munguia's punches, he'll he'll be all right because Munguia has literally no defense at all, you know, like at all, like he is. I mean, he was able to impose his will on like Saddam, but Saddam is a little guy, you know, dodgy 10 And, and all then that stuff, fight with but... Dennis
1: Hogan that I talked to Willa about just now, Willa and JP
3: and Janelle about. But been the guy Hogan before fights.
1: that, he fought the the guy he fought before
3: that, the Asian guy, An- Anui or whatever. He struggled in that. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like he, you know, it's not to be necessarily about how you know. I mean he he's always he's probably bigger than everybody at fifty four. The guy's like six foot tall, maybe six one. You know, but that dude's defense. And, that's crazy. I mean, everything that's going on with that guy. I mean, he got a lot of shit to work on, he's, and and look, look, he's young, so okay, we get it. But you know, there's rumors that he might you know, fight Golovkin, you know? Man, if they're going to let him fight Golovkin, they really trying to keep that old man relevant. Because I'm not putting a 22-year-old in with a 35. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just off the fact, just the, the numbers game. Like, I know we know he's probably not that good and everything, but I want him to lose later on. You know what I mean? If they're going to put him in with Golovkin, they just want get, to get Golovkin a knockout against a guy that's Somewhat credible because we know one thing about Golovkin, he don't really knock out anybody credible, in any way. He'll knock out the you know, the the lower guys and everything and everybody say like, he has yep. but then when he gets in there with somebody with some sort of resistance, he's not gonna knock you out. So, I hope that's not true. Vargas McGee, I think actually would be entertaining as long as Vargas doesn't get overwhelmed with his size and power. Um, but I mean, it, I mean. He, He's a dead man walking. You cannot literally have zero defense and think you're going to get away with it the rest of your career. So if it's not Vargas, it's going to be the next guy. If it's not the next guy, it's going to be the next guy.
1: You know what I mean? Okay, I got you.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, Canelo, you know, we'll see what happens with that guy. You know, I was looking at the schedule and everything, you know, you know, Wilder said he was going to fight in September. Canelo was supposed to fight in September. And it's not happening. And I was looking at the schedule. Basically, from, like, early September till the, you know, the Sean Porter fight in Spence, there's really nothing going on in boxing. It's for, like, a three-week span. There's, like, no cards set. So, these guys need to start setting some stuff up, man. You know, for real. I mean... These guys, I don't know what's going on. They think they're this. They think they're that. Man, we, we don't care about that, man. Make the fight, man. For real. You know? I mean, we're supposed to see Canelo in September. We're supposed to see, you know, whoever. I mean, for real. We need to see fights, man. I don't care about all this other shit, man. You know? Spencer Porter's happening in September, but in reality, it should have been happening in this weekend. It was supposed to happen August 3rd. You know? Well, why, 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 th- why do you think it wasn't? For real?
1: Why do you think it's got pushbacks, man? it sure, push It's because of the weight Spence's weight Man
3: Spence You know Spence You know One of them You know One of them late nights At the strip club You know You know My man Spence man You know He said it out of his own mouth The best food Oh man 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 The best food Is out in the strip club I think one of them nights At the strip club He probably showed up (laughs) At his spot At at that night 622 in the morning He he stepped on the scale It said 198 pounds He said Oh man I ain't fighting August 3rd (laughs) You know That's what happened, you know? He's like, give me some time, let me enjoy my summer, and I'll be ready. And I think that's what happened. I think the man just got too heavy. But I'm glad it's happened. I'm not going to complain. I said it before. I'm not going to complain if he unifies and everything. But, you know, when you talk about easy route and all this other stuff and man down and, you know, boogeyman, hey, we're going to hold you accountable for that. Sean Porter, that's a good fight. No complaints. But, hey, no passes, brother. So, (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're gonna get it a little bit later. That's a fight that I want to go to. You know, maybe we should all go to. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a good fight. You know, L.A. Staples Center. You know, good. You know, just make it happen. You know what I mean? I like it. But um, overall, man, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, can somebody explain why there's not that many fights going on in the last in the next two months?
1: Like what? Got Julio Cesar Chavez coming out next weekend. I mean I mean his dad just got robbed Ain't that a shame? Yeah I I was gonna put that on the topic today That was pretty fucked up But you know I I, I, I don't wanna take too many shots At the people in Mexico For robbing a legend For a WBC watch That was You know Specially made And that's why I say, man People
3: say all the time Oh man the fans And they love you Oh man Yeah Yeah. maybe some of them love you But not they all There's some both motherfuckers That need some money So they will run up on you And take your stuff You know? So, just let it be known. I mean, hey, but, um, no, man, that's pretty much all I had to say, man. I mean, it's pretty slow right now in boxing, and like I said, it's going to be a little bit slower, even more slower, moving forward. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, AJ and Wari still ain't set up a rematch.
1: What's going on with that? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, I could go around the the table real quick for everybody, because if y'all remember last uh last week Eddie Hearn had an interview going on before the uh Ramirez fight happened with hooker, and uh you know i mean I, I, he was it felt like he was taking a shot at um at the United States by saying that the the united States the people in the United States when it comes to um the medical staff is a little bit behind from what they got, and I'm speaking verbatim, it's not word for word, but he said that they're a little behind from what we got over here in the UK, uh, defending himself from the Dillian White situation that had happened where people had said that they had knew that Dillian White had failed a drug test and still let him get in there and fight, and with the recent deaths and things like that had happened in this recent month of boxing, Eddie Hearn seemed like he was trying to push a lot of heat off of himself um, in a good probably five-minute little, maybe three-and-a-half, something like that, interview um, that he was talking about. Um, but, yeah, he he was speaking on that. And uh, um, Well, I'm looking at my, my notes here. It so said Eddie Hearn lies uh, pre-co-main shot at the U.S. medical staff, and um, he seems confident that he's still going to be able to get Andrew Ruiz big ass to come over to the U.K. Willis, did you catch any of that? Po- or, well, you were at the fight, so I don't know if they put that on the screen and you guys could hear what he's saying over there. But, um, I don't know. Eddie Hearn seemed like he was. Uh, it's been a rough year for Eddie Hearn, so I know that man's been having some long nights and uh, throwing some shade at the United States medical staff when it comes to these recent unfortunate happenings in the United States um, with the uh, with, with some boxers' deaths.
2: I don't know, man. Seems like a man in hot water. Well, yeah, I saw an interview with Eddie Hearn how he was trying to, you know, explain why Dill- why uh, Dillian White was able to fight and why uh, Oscar Reeves wasn't notified. But I think uh, it came out that, you know, Dillian White has been suspended from the WBC um, at this point in time. So I think, you know, he failed the test. I don't know, you know, I don't know, you know, once you fail, I'm not sure what the hell Eddie Hearn was doing. You know, he was making a lot of concessions and, you know, saying what, you know, he followed the rules and this and that. But I think, you know, there was it was foul play. And I think that's why, that's why the Ruiz fight hasn't been hasn't been finalized yet, even though I think at the end of the day, Ruiz has, you know, he doesn't want to go to the U.K., and this is the reason why, because, you know, they might just, somebody might fail a, fail a drug test and they don't let you know about it, right? But at the end of the day, he's already signed the contract. So I don't really think, you know, he's doing a lot of talking, but he already signed the contract. So the fight's going to happen, and it's probably going to happen in the U.K. No matter what. Andrew Ruiz says because you know there was a rematch clause in there, and I'm sure in the rematch clause they have oh, yeah. who's gonna pick, and I'm sure Andrew Ruiz isn't the one that's gonna pick. So you know, and I think I read something that it's looking like it's headed to the UK. So I, I'm, they look like they've both been in their training. So hopefully we do get that um, fight at the end of the year, so we can hurry up and get you know get some un not some unification, get some undisputed fights going on, man. But Eddie Hearn, I don't know what the hell. You know, he's a sleazy guy, makes him look more sleazy. But at the end of the day, he's a boxing promoter, and they're all sleazy, you know. So it <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, what yeah. it is. I know Lomachenko, I think Lomachenko's about to go over there in the next month or two, and he, I think he has the same questions, like, uh, you know, top-ranked guy, are they going to let their guy go over there and fight a guy and they might fail a test, you know, and it's crazy. I don't know. But I don't think the whole thing has been, you know, that I think White said they're suing people. People are getting sued. They're in the courts. I don't think it's all been ironed out yet. You know, I haven't even really heard, like, a full statement from Dillian White on exactly what's going on. But, you know, he got popped for anabolic steroids, like two of them. So, you know, I think they're saying, like, two to eight years or something. Get this guy out of here. He got caught. He got popped. And that's the reason why A.J. didn't look too good didn't look too good over here in America because he didn't have that, that extra, he couldn't get that extra, you know, the extra little boost that he can get in the UK. And Dillian White's been talking, you know, he's been spilling the beans about uh, Joshua the whole time. Little did we know that he was really telling on himself, too. So, you know, it just is what it is with those guys.
1: Yeah. JP, did you uh, catch any of that Eddie Hearn shade he was throwing in? Uh, holes he was trying to cover up with his shovel because, uh, you know, I was over here taking notes from um, I was taking notes from all the, the, the undercard fights that I had seen from you know, um, the the impressive win by the Houston fighter, Austin Williams um, and Tremaine Williams and Yafi Vicente, Tevin Farmer and, and, and when Eddie Hearn came out, it just seemed like a man who was just covering tracks and to throw a little bit of shade at the medical staff when it comes to how fighters are checked on in the United States, I said, "Wow, this guy really going all out right now." Um, <laughs> did you catch any of that when it was on the zone card? I caught it, and
0: I'm glad he did it because how those two deaths were treated, especially the guy that was on ESPN Plus, uh, Max, whatever his last name was, rest in peace. Uh, oh they were it almost like, you know, a high-speed chase on Channel 7 or something. You know, it was like, hey, let's go back to see I mean, like, this guy died. And we just keep going back. we watching him throw up and shit. It's like we got to have a meeting and figure out how this is supposed to be handled going forward. And whatever awareness is brought to that, I'm down for it. And that said, Eddie going off and talking about how, I guess, you know, Prehistoric art practices and methods we're we're using inside are here. Fine, whatever it does to make it improve, that that needs to happen. But that'll dismiss Eddie from being an yeah. absolute garbage fucking shitball in this this instance when it comes to what happened with Dylan White. Because in the same breath, Eddie, if we ever get a confirmation that Eddie actually knew, or like, well, they oh, the, the report says, yeah, people knew, you know. Prior to the fight and still let it go through Now what if Oscar Rebus dies Is there any liability in his death On those who Knew that, this, that uh, Dillian White Was drugged up is there, I, I wonder oh, if there's any law- liability be. Yeah So that, that's B.S. how that went down but even more Like odd in the Situation is that Dillion White was Bad as ever It came in in the worst shape ever So I don't know, man. It's, it's not all the way around. I'm down for the weirdness, being brought, the attention being brought to the lack of whatever we have At inside here. That's that's good. Eddie's a fucking piece of trash, and Jillian White, man, he he looked like he comfortable, dude. He looked fat and uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Janelle, any any? Uh, I don't know if you caught that or not, but uh, any fi- any final comments you got to say on the man Eddie Hearn? Because uh, you know, if you want to jump in and, and pile on over here, I'm all for that. about Willow talking about AJ or whatever, not being able to use his juice,
2: his his Google juice? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: No, about Dillian White popping positive for uh, uh, antibiotic steroids where um, there's, you know, there's whispers out there. It's a small boxing community. There's whispers yeah, out there that mean, say yo, that people that, that her knew
2: about it before it happened. I want... I, I wouldn't be surprised. man. dude, Jillian White, is a fucking clown, man. He talked about the guys being on steroids, blah, blah. This is the second time being popped now. I mean, that dude's a clown. I mean, I mean, nah, I don't know. It's, it, it, but it's never black eye for the sport, man. Boxing takes it more than any sport, if you ask me. Mm. But I,
1: you know, UFC have their, they've had their guys, TJ Dillashaw, those fellows or whatever, yeah, but you, you. Nah, <laughs> you know, the fight game in general, the fight, the fight game in general, yeah. Uh, yeah. any
2: combat well, combat.
1: <laughs> for real, for real. All right. Well, shit. Um, I think we got it all covered for today, folks. Um, JP, any thoughts on, uh, or, uh, or any, any update on when we're going to be able to get, uh, the relatively fat and black podcast coming up. Cause we got football coming around the corner and, uh, you know, I know you hyped up for this this season with the man who I'm going to go skip Bayless on and refuse to say his name for the entirety of the 17-game season in the NFL, being number 84 that's over in Oakland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> number 84. Hey, that is so dope what Skip's done. Just calling that man. I'm so highly, flagrantly disrespectful to be calling somebody their number. And Skip has been so consistent calling that boy number two. It's fucking just I mean disrespectful, man.
3: But um <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, JP, stop uh, it. But hey, the uncle did run up. up on him and say, Hey, his name is
0: Kawhi <laughs> I'm getting got to, man, 'cause that shit is disrespectful. Like I, I don't want to smoke <laughs> if i like Kawhi, like niggas, you know my name, bro. You better stop this shit. No, but
3: let's talk one on one right now. Let's act like nobody else is around. Mm-hmm. Was that mm-hmm. you that was yelling at Kawhi at the fight, talking about the most overrated no. player ever and all this stuff? Laker fan, you know? Should've was that you? Be. Oh yeah, I heard that. I heard
1: that. That's
0: right. <laughs> Should have been me, because I agree. I I think Kawhi. Oh my had God! Jesus, <laughs> he had a four leaf clover and Jesus Christ on the other side. He had a clover up his ass and God on his shot on his side. Because all the things that went that man's way. Uh, Embiid gets hurt. That fucking dumbass shot that he made that bounced all over
3: talk about, because we're going to have to talk about some things. You know, you got pumped up a little bit after Anthony Davis went there and everything. You actually pumped yourself up to the point where you guaranteed a championship, which was crazy. I lured you into that, but, you know, that's what I do. But here's the thing. I don't know about the whole best player in the game and all this stuff, but this is where I separate from y'all. And when I say y'all, I'm talking Laker fans. This whole... We, You know, we want the guy, we're about to get the guy and everything. We're about to be the best. We're going to dominate everybody in them. And then once it doesn't happen, you start acting like a scoring lover. That's where I, I separate from that, man. You know, y'all wanted him just like you wanted Paul George. Crazy to think that they both together on the same team in L.A., which is, you know, when you think about it. But you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's kind of like when you, when you do well, that and then you turn it back, and then you act a different way. It makes you think that, hey man, you sound a little salty. You sound a little petty. Is that what's I, really going on?
1: What's really going on? I wish that <laughs> Uncle Dennis could show up and 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 talk to Laker fans at a press conference and just tell them something like,
2: "Nigga, when my name come up, respect. Yo, I'm playing <laughs> my fucking name. All drill y'all. Playing my name." <laughs> and
0: salty, it's salty But not not necessarily courtly. Like I, I admit it, Look we was just being greedy This probably don't make any sense to have Be this top heavy You know you can't even do nothing with the roster With all three of them And you got LeBron out here 35 years old Kawhi wants tons of role management And Davis has Seemingly been injury prone So but it
3: was just greed It wasn't like I was just no, you, know, nah, but, you ought to beat everybody. You guys woulda beat it. Everybody. everybody knows that. Y'all woulda. Kawhi even came out. I don't
0: know about Recently, her.
3: and said Kawhi. No, Kawhi actually came out and said he goes like, "No, I'm gonna play more games. Like he's like he's gonna play more games. Okay. That that we team, team would have been. Any of them, the either of
0: them, two clowns is really what they're supposed to be. Because uh, uh, nobody can <laughs> can uh, nobody can tell me that everything didn't fall in Kawhi's way. Like the NBA gods were just. Just
3: in his favor, dude So many No, but but, see, but that's my point My thing is I'm not, look, I respect Kawhi You know, that's not my main guy or whatever My point is, y'all doing the same thing you're doing now But you did last year with Paul George Hey And RC, can you value me on this? Was I saying this Two years ago, I said (laughs) If (laughs) they don't get Paul George, they're gonna say this We didn't want him anyway Wasn't I saying that first? That's what they say. I know all the Lakers fans. What's your point, I know how they We
0: lack consistency. Is your point the lack of consistency?
3: <laughs> no, no. My, my point is, can I help y'all? Can I help y'all deal with rejection? Oh, okay.
0: no? like, we, yeah. we don't like. like well, see, look, when you get, to, we spoiled brats. All right, I'll admit it. Damn it, we spoiled. When, you, when you're you used <laughs> to having a silver spoon up in your mouth all the time yeah, real. and you ain't used to nothing but getting everything you want, shit, what you want is we kick and scream when it don't go our way, god damn it. You got okay, it. Okay,
3: okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I, I, I like that. I'm good with that. You know, I'm just saying. You know, it's hey, funny. You know, a couple days, even six hours before it came out, what was really going on, which is one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life, what happened with that situation, but was... Oh, we got to get him. Oh, it's over and this and that. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, we didn't want him anyway. You know, oh, that dude, that dude played us. That dude, this and that. It's like, oh, okay.
1: It's like, damn. You know, you know that's, who should be the, weird. you know who should be the most, you should be the most happy after this whole free agency thing ended, sometime, Or this whole like, like players bouncing around everywhere is Willa, because he got two teams ball. right now. My gosh. My guy was oh, the NBA West in general. Team. No,
3: the NBA in general, because if if he would have looked, I, I don't want to spoil You know, I hate to admit it, but if he would have went to L.A., there's nothing anybody would have been able to do. That's just just the truth. There's nothing anybody would have been able to do. But I mean, actually, he did go to L.A., but he went to the the better team, you know. But
1: um, I know you can't wait to play the Clippers. Late- I know you can't wait for that Lakers Clippers game, my huh, J.C.? man, I feel
0: like these two dudes especially Kawhi, we, I think we all know who Paul George is, good player but just a good player Kawhi, oh, his cachet has gone through the ceiling, but we seem to forget how many things had to shake his way for us to have this perception of him that we have today, if that man had had a seat in the second round versus Philadelphia nobody be caring that much like this, but a lot of shit happened a lot of shit happened
1: no, I mean, you, you, can say, you say that, that a right lot. Right on but, that. You know, hey. right on that. Nobody, well, right I never you, heard what nobody, you had to say you know. about uh, uh, Russell Westbrook going to Houston because, I mean, Russ is my guy. I like West VP, uh, and I think y'all upgraded from Chris Paul big time. Uh, any thoughts that you want to put in on your basketball take for this one?
2: Oh, man, you know me. I'm a diehard Rockets fan. I, I always had respect for Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook, but never really liked him. We just going to have to see how it goes, man. These guys are boys playing with your boy. It um, might be a good thing. We did upgrade. We got better as a. T- we got better as talent wise. We'll see if we got better than team. Only time will tell with us, man. We've got what it takes. You know, this is a met- Everybody's got two guys. When it comes to just two guys, we've got probably. You know, I think our two guys are better than everybody's two guys, except maybe the Lakers, LeBron and AD, maybe. Maybe, but when it comes to athleticism and being able to put the ball in the bucket, we've got the best two guys. Now, you know, now we got to see what the fuck Capella's doing. We got to see if they'll be able to share the ball, you know. But we'll see. They they they're talking big. They're talking like they want they wanted to be together. So I think we'll be all right, man. But you know, only time will tell with these two knuckleheads, man. I agree with Willa on the Houston part.
3: Talent wise, they got better. I don't know if they got better team wise because. You know, Chris is a little bit on the down slide, but Chris Chris fits better than, with, with James than Russ does. And Chris plays that. defense. We don't know that. And, and he, he holds people. No, I'm telling you what it is. Chris, Chris actually has a basketball IQ, and Chris actually plays defense and will hold people accountable when you don't play defense. Now, the, the problem with that is he also rubs people the wrong way. Where Russell Westbrook and James Harden I'm pretty sure they're about to go to the club every night when they hang out. <laughs> Especially on the road. You know? But they are gonna get along. But does that mean on the court it's gonna be the same? I don't know. That
2: remains No, no, simple. Westbrook ain't West Westbrook's like a married man. He ain't doing all that club stuff.
1: Yeah, Westbrook's a family man.
2: Yeah, Westbrook's the oh, really? guy who that's why K D yeah, yeah. K D was the single guy. Westbrook is married with kids, doing his thing.
3: All right, all right. He's the
2: opposite of go, James Go, Burns. go, go! Yeah. Go
3: talk to Carmelo Anthony
1: about that. Carmelo, yeah, I bet he's dying for an interview right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the. He's opposite. dying for a roster spot podcast. He definitely is. Well, I mean, um, yeah, that's a real cheap shot to take at the end of this one. Why you mm-hmm. gotta put Carmelo on blast like mm-hmm. that? I mean, the guy just out here trying to trying to do his thing and live his best life. But it is what it is. You know, speaking for myself in the San Joaquin Valley, we're still over here celebrating. Houston, Texas, Southern California, New York, Seattle, Washington. We are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and we're still celebrating over here. Did a great show, great preview. I'm glad to take over the over the Rams and come over here and try to fill the shoes for Will at one time. For at one time, but I got to end this one off with what I started with, and that's a congratulations to Jose Ramirez, because we still celebrating out here, God damn it. I'm RC in the San Joaquin Valley of Central California, where we have the WBO, WBC, champion of the world when it comes to Jose, Carlos, Ramirez, and we will be back Sunday, sooner rather than late. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of the week. Please safe. give a hug and kiss to the white and kids, and let them know if nobody loves you, RC loves
2: you. Take care, fam. We're outside of the boxing podcast, and we out of here.
0: That's right.